Jones resets to the shotgun, gets the snap. Hands it to Elliott, who goes sweeping to the left side. Gets to the 20, loose to the 30, to the 40, down the left side, to the 50, goes Elliott. He's going to take it to the house. 30, 20, 10, touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. 85 yards. You are listening to the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. It is football week. What a great feeling it is to finally be able to say that. Today, we're going to focus on the defense. Seven of the 11 starters we have to replace. And uh, before we talk about the defense, so I'm going to real quick talk about what's going on in the running back room. Last episode, we talked about red shirt walk-on sophomore Xavier Johnson kind of making some noise within the program and pretty much everything I've been able to kind of uh, dig into is Xavier Johnson's going to play he's earned playing time because of his hard work and his special teams uh, contributions another thing is with this pandemic Ryan Day is going to have to be prepared for every situation so I think you're going to see a heavy rotation at multiple positions uh, because I think we got to have guys ready with the 21-day quarantine protocol by the Big Ten, I think Ryan Day, he's just being smart, and he's going to have to have guys ready to play because we might need some of those depth guys to play. So at this point in this season, it's going to be really different, and the depth is going to play a major, major role. And Xavier Johnson has earned time. He's going to – you're going to see him on the field, um, but – don't forget, I'm not sitting here saying that he's he's going to be the starter or anything like that. I We're going to see him a little bit, and he's definitely uh, – you're going to see him flying around on special teams. And I think uh, from everything I've heard, one, he, he he's a really good player. And, and two, he's earned playing time. But Trey Sermon, I think, is going to be the number one guy. Once later in the year, he's going to pull away from Master Teague. But to start the season – I think it's going to be 1A and 1B, Trey Sermon and Master Teague. Steel Chambers will be that third, and I think Marcus Crowley would have been that next guy in in front of Steel Chambers, but he's still dealing with an injury, and he's still not back. And I think that's one reason why Xavier Johnson is going to be in the rotation. So that's four running backs, I think. you got to have four guys ready just with this unique of a season. And moving on to the defense, seven of the 11 starters you have to replace. And don't forget, we have to replace defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach Jeff Halfley, who has now moved on to take the head coaching position at Boston College. Kerry Combs comes back in. He's coaching the DBs, but he's a first-time defensive coordinator. So we don't know how that's going to look. We don't know what that's going to be like. He doesn't, I don't think, have experience calling plays. That's kind of an interesting factor. Two first-round corners to replace, Chase Young to replace, your top linebacker from last year in Malik Harrison, and your center fielder safety you also have to replace. Okay, starting with the defensive line, there's some major, major concerns. In the offseason, it was looking uh, really, really, really good. But unfortunately, you had one guy take a gunshot wound to the face, and Teron Vincent, former five-star, number one defensive tackle coming out a few years ago, the guy can just not, can't stay healthy. I don't know what's up with him. Not a whole lot of people are talking about what's going on, but he has not been practicing. Uh, you can't get Ohio State to comment on anything on Teron Vincent, so I don't think that's a good sign. So there's two of your top three guys that were heavily going to be involved in the rotation 
you know, as of now, aren't playing. That number one guy in the middle at defensive tackle, Tommy Togiai, he might just be the most important player on the team right now other than Justin Fields because if he goes down, uh, that again, that's your three top defensive tackles. And there's some young bucks in there. It's not that they're not any good. They're just young and lacking experience. And, and again, don't forget, you remember guys like Michael Bennett and Devon Hamilton had to play. B.B. Landers, all those guys had to play as freshmen. And speaking of Hamilton, his little brother, Ty Hamilton, is a freshman. He's probably going to have to play. You're going to see a couple freshmen that are going to potentially have to play. And it's not that those guys aren't capable it's just lack experience at that defensive tackle position defensive end I think it's going to be really stout you got the senior the leader Jonathan Cooper then Zach Harrison then you got Tyreek Smith as a player I really like that's a name to remember Buckeye fans Tyreek Smith I think he could have a breakout year when healthy he is very very explosive that's just his problem he, he struggles staying healthy you got guys like Tyler Friday, Devontae Jean Baptiste. So there's depth there. Somebody's going to emerge. It's going to be a heavy rotation. But it is. A, that interior line is a problem. And really, like in years past with the Bosa's and Chase Young and even uh, Sam Hubbard, you were able to move those guys on the inside. And I don't think there's a guy on this team this year that, like in years past, you could move a guy from the defensive end position on the interior line, but I'm not sure that this roster is built like that. And moving on to the linebackers, some guys have uh, switched around. Pete Warner played the Sam. That was a strong side outside linebacker. He has moved to the inside. He is pretty much, I uh, believe he's replacing Malik Harrison. And I like that switch because I think Pete is a guy that you can do so many different things with him and they trust him in one-on-one -on -one situations. So look for him to be a big time playmaker up the middle next to Tough Borland, which I've mentioned before. You hear players, coaches, everybody says, oh, he just does all the right things, great teammate, great leader. Well, that's pretty much code for he's not very good. I think he's a good situational player, and I think he is a great locker room presence, but I think he's just very slow, and, and he's smart. He's always in the right place at the right time. But I, I've seen everything. I, I, I mean, you know what you get with Tough Borland. I would like to see him more in a short yardage or situational role because I really, really like these young. I say young. Um, they've been here a while, but they just haven't played. And I believe these younger guys, Taraja Mitchell and Kayvon Pope, I think they got more to offer than Tough Borland. So I don't know. I'm not trying to hate too much on him. I mean, I think he's a very solid player. I think 15, 20 years ago, he's an all-American level type linebacker. I just don't think he's very fast. And I think some of the other guys, uh, Taraja Mitchell, one guy in specific, has a little bit just more juice and a little bit of more explosion on the defensive side of the ball. But the linebacker core is very, very, very deep. You're going to see eight or nine guys, again, like I had talked. You're going to see a heavy rotation at multiple positions this year just based off of the uniqueness of this season. But I, I, I like moving Baron Browning to the outside and Pete Warner up the middle. And the Justin Hilliard, sixth year, he, had, he got a sixth year of eligibility. The guy just cannot stay healthy. But when healthy, he play, brings a ton of juice. He 
is going to be backing up that Baron Browning spot there at the Sam linebacker. And it, who knows? They might split time. It might be a pretty even rotation there. But the linebacking core is very, very deep. It has a lot of depth. I'm just not sure that those, other than Pete Warner, Warner those guys at the top, maybe some of those younger guys, I think, just might be better. And looking at the cornerback position, I am not as worried or as concerned as some other people I've heard talk about it. You have Sean Wade coming back, who I think is the top corner or defensive back in the country. So just his presence alone is a big deal. And as we've seen in years past, whether it be Marshawn Lattimore or Damon Arnett, Garyon Conley, there always seems to be these guys that come out of nowhere and emerge for their one year. They take advantage of their opportunity, and then next thing you know, they're first-round picks. So who's that next guy? I've heard a lot of good things about Seven Banks. So I'm not concerned about that position. I'm more concerned about the safety position. Josh Proctor, he's a big-time hitter. He's got a lot of talent and In one of the other episodes, I talked about him potentially being a breakout player this year. But as we saw in the Clemson game, uh, when he took that bad angle against Trevor Lawrence, and when Trevor Lawrence had that huge touchdown run, it's a bit of inconsistency in his game. And Marcus Hooker, Malik Hooker's little brother, is a little bit more consistent. So you're going to see those two guys, I think, maybe early kind of still battling out for that number one spot. But either way, both guys are going to play quite a bit. And actually, just this past weekend, Court Williams, a very highly sought-after recruit at safety, he uh, he is out for the year, I think uh, ACL or something like that. He tore something, so he's out for the year. And like I keep saying, that is a huge, huge blow Any loss at any position with this unique of a season is going to be a big deal. And so they're just a little bit thin and you might have to see freshman Ronnie Hickman is probably going to have to be in the rotation. So there are some concerns with this defense. It's going to be different than last year's defense. There's going to be a drop off because Ohio state's defense. I mean, in every major category, statistically, I think we're number one or number two. So don't expect the same defense. But having said that, it doesn't mean that this can't be a solid defense, a top 10 defense. You know, one of the better defenses. Just maybe once we get to the playoff, we might be exposed a little bit. But there are some definite concerns. That's it for today. Thank you for listening, however you may be listening. Don't forget to email the show, thebuckeyesportsblitz at gmail.com. And next episode, we're going to preview the Nebraska-Ohio State game. Does Nebraska have a real shot to come in here and take advantage of no fans in the shoe and pull out the upset? We will take a look at that. Enjoy your day, and as always, be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. (laughs) 